0: Hey guys, I'm Shay, a three-wing two on the Enneagram that finds her home in Atlanta, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to create an ongoing conversation about the tensions of following Jesus in today's culture. Join me and many others as we have conversations that challenge and inspire us to follow Jesus in our day and age. This is Just Shayin'. everyone. Welcome to this episode of Just Shan. I've been super pumped to, uh, been looking forward to this conversation and this, yeah, I would say interview. It's not really an interview. I just like to converse with people. And so um, this guest is coming in from California, in the beautiful coast of California, in Isla Vista, California. And um, I personally ran into him with some worship that some friends had sent to me. They were playing and just like doing Like there was just something on this song. And I think many of people, many people could attest to this, uh, but soul hymns with Isla Vista worship. And so it is, I mean, it still plays on all my playlists and it still moves me. And I think there's some songs that are just timeless um, that they will be the anthem of any season that you're in. And they will be the anthem of every good season, bad season, hard season, all the seasons and so I am talking to a new friend, Mark Barlow, and he's coming in from california and i mark I, first of all, thanks for coming on
1: absolutely
0: and I would love for you just to share about ala Vista worship. you can share about kind of how you um how that became your tribe, like we were talking about, and yeah. just all the things that are happening there in ala Vista California
1: yeah, absolutely um well, hi guys. It's so good to be here. I'm really excited about this conversation. Um yeah, I'm I live in a little city called Isla Vista. I'm originally from Chicago, but um I moved out here 5 years ago for a job at a software company and um it wasn't clear to me why I was moving out here other than just like a job, but within 6 months it became clear because God connected me to this little missions movement that's on the coast here and um and i spent 6 months in santa barbara without community without family without like i mean my brother was living here at the time and i was living with him um he's the actually the person who got me the job but when i got here i was i looked around and i was like where are all the believers like i met a lot of people who were who called themselves christians but I didn't really meet a whole lot other than the guys at my company. I didn't really meet a whole lot of people who actually knew God. And I was just praying like, God, please put me in a family. And, um, at the time I would go down to San Diego to a tiny little church that I was connected to, um, there. And two of my friends there were like, yo, you live in Santa Barbara. Um, you should hang out at Jesus burgers. And I was like, what is Jesus burgers? I've never heard those two words put together. Um, and so they gave me this guy's this guy, Ryan Ellis's number. And Ryan used to be one of the worship leaders here in Isla Vista. Um, and so they gave me Ryan's number and I forgot about him for a month. And I was like, wait a second, what's that guy's number? This was like a Wednesday. I was like, like three months later, maybe. I was like, what is what is his number? What's his name? Like, I can't remember anything. I asked, I like, and I for, I lost the number of the guy who told me about Ryan. And so I was like, what is happening? I looked through all my contacts in my phone. Couldn't see a name that seemed unfamiliar. Then that Friday, I went to a Josh Gerl's concert. And this guy walks up on stage and he's about to open. He's like, hey guys, I'm Ryan Ellis. I'll be opening up for Josh. And I was like, what the and then he plays and i was like this dude shreds he's so amazing and so i walked up to him afterward and i was just nervous as crap i was shaking i was like hey bro like here's um uh ryan uh hey hey man uh cameron told me that we should hang out and he he gave me your number i have it in my phone and my hand my hand was shaking and i was just like what is happening Major fangirl moment, even though I had never heard of viola Vista worship or Ryan Ellis or anything. And then he's like, Yeah, bro, come over to the Jesus Burgers house on Wednesday and we'll hang. And so I went over, and it's this little community house. Um, and this whole little missions movement is just um, on campus of University of California, Santa Barbara, which is one of the craziest party schools in the nation. Um, and it's this little one-square-mile city, and um, and in the midst of the wildness, there's this little community of, like, maybe 100 people who are, first of all, focused on being family with one another and creating an actual neighborhood where, like, we can walk over to one of those houses and not have to make plans to hang out, but that we just, like, pop in, hey, how y'all doing, and get to hang out. Um, And then welcoming people into that family um, through outreach. And it started 20 years ago with people who were passionate about the city. And they were like, let's just pray every week for Isla Vista because Isla Vista has always had a wild streak. And there's been so many like riots and shootings and stabbings and um, theft and crime and drugs and alcohol and sex and just all sorts of wildness. Um, date rape like there's it's the list is endless but it's like um, people just gathered every week to pray for the city and then one of them got a word from the lord that said hey um y'all should do a um, barbecue in the park and the lord was like if you do this barbecue in the park that would really bless my heart. And so he did. So they they did it awesome. and they like started cooking up burgers and giving them away to people for free um, and just opening up conversations to share the gospel or just being there to meet people's practical needs because right. anybody can say God loves you, but to see it shown practically is such a game changer because mm-hmm. it gives them like a context within like to start to understand like, okay, this love is unconditional. Wait a second. What are you talking about? Uh, And so for the past 20 years, our movement has been planting and watering seeds. Um, And it turns into a Friday night ministry where as students are partying, like hopping from house to house, um, we open up the front yard of our ministry house. That's on the craziest party street of the city. And um, it's called Del Playa. And, These streets become undrivable because of how many people there are. Um, I mean, you can drive it, but one block will take you 15 minutes because either you have a snowplow in front of your car and you're pushing people aside, or you're just waiting for them to move. And most of them, nobody's moving. They're like, if anything, they like want to just sit on the hood of your car or something.
0: They're like, thank you for this chair
1: for real. So as that happens. We just open up our front yard, cook burgers. We have a free blessing sign and just open up our house, let people use the bathroom, just meet people in the middle of the mess and like hold back their hair if they're barfing or get them a bucket or um, let them crash on the couch if they need to pass out or feed them or give them water, like anything that they need. If they need to walk home, we walk them home or if they need a ride, like we just try to meet all the practical needs before entering into conversation and even listening to people's stories before entering into conversation and pulling up questions that are going to draw their heart out, we've found to be like really effective in planting and watering. Because if you're going to try and harvest while somebody is not in their right mind, it's kind of just not the right time most of the time. Um, although sometimes that does happen. And sometimes actually, as we're praying for people at the free blessing sign, they'll come up, be like, I want a free blessing, come and bless me. And then like, we just get to pray over them and they're like drunk out of their mind. And then the next moment they get encountered by the father and are instantly sober. Yes. It's just clear mindedness. It's like, what the heck just happened? That was a miracle. Yes.
0: And then they're just like, what
1: is happening? Um, but We see, we see moments like that and we do see moments of harvest, but for the most part, Friday nights are just about planting and watering. And then Mondays we pray for the city for an hour and then we go door to door and knock on people's doors and we're like, Hey, Hey, we're from Jesus burgers. We just want to know if we can pray for you. Um, And because people have seen so many misrepresentations of Jesus, if we had shared, Hey, we are um, like, we're Christians or Hey, we believe in God or Hey, we believe in Jesus or anything like that because people have seen misrepresentations, it would be an immediate shutdown. But because they've seen a context for Jesus Burgers and they've seen love in action and they've seen the practical application of God's love, um, unconditional, that most of the time when we knock on their doors in the city, because of that respect for what God's been doing and the reputation that's been built, is a totally different uh, reputation. And so most of the time they're like, oh my gosh, please come in and talk with me and let's pray and all that. Like, it's just a key to the heart of the city is what Jesus Burgers has become. And um, other churches in the area fund our mission with Jesus Burgers specifically. Um, Although overall as a mission space for our worship movement and for jesus burgers and for our local church and for our discipleship programs and for um hosting missions teams and interns all of that um uh, like because we're a student missions movement there isn't much like money to go around in regards to in- internally supporting ourselves and so um each one of us who are on staff have like side jobs and other like methods of income that. um that support us in ministry because the ministry doesn't really have um, the Mm -hmm. lifting, the stopping power to like um, be able to support us, which I'm honestly thankful for at this point because it brings, um, it's like a filtration system because there's no monetary gain in it. There's, it's like a filtration where like, we look around at one another and it's like, you're a real one because you've been here 20 years and there's nothing in this for you. And it's like, Holy cow. God is like, (laughs) God is causing everything in in this movement to just sprout organically in a way that's so passion driven as opposed to like any of the other priorities that we could have. And our pastor and his wife have six kids and they homeschool. And they also have multiple jobs individually. Whoa. And <clears throat> all of their kids are under the age of 16. Um, And, but they lead our movement so well. And they are so humble and in tune with the Father. And all of their kids know that they are loved.
0: Come on. And
1: for me, as a pastor's kid, I grew up as a pastor's kid. And like, I had an amazing experience, but I know so many who have not had an amazing experience. Right. <laughs> and so, seeing our our pastor lead this movement when his house is also in order and and is functioning according to the kingdom is like really beautiful and amazing wow um so that's just a testimony of god's goodness and um but anyways so that's <laughs> a little bit about what's that, happening there and then i love to worship that's Um
0: absolutely amazing like I feel like I have so many questions just off of that. That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to see, like, there's so many things that you said, like community, uh, not doing it for like personal gain because like when you're in community, it is, it's like, it's like when you said, you're like, you know, you can look at each other and go like, you're the real deal because there isn't anything, there isn't any, there's not a name attached to it. It's not like, Yeah, like it's not like this is my main income. Like this is like, no, I'm just living off faith, loving on people and doing and seeing the kingdom happen. And it's a beautiful invitation to to keep leaning. I think keep leaning on him like he's my provider. I'm doing this with and for him. Yeah. And as one with him.
1: For a minute, we thought about raising mission support, and right now we are trying to raise mission support for our movement overall because we're trying to build a mission space in the largest plot of undeveloped land straight in the center of the city. That's which it's cool. only one square mile, but there's the fact that there's undeveloped land on this beachfront property type of thing. It's we're like 50 feet above the ocean on a cliff, oh, wow. and. Um, But in the middle of the city, there's this undeveloped land and we're trying to build a mission space because everything has functioned out of houses and um, for the past 20 years. And, but we want to build like four community houses and a discipleship training center um, where community can, can like where we can have our own houses where we're not renting from other people as well as, Hosting missions teams, which is like right. a lot of what we do during the school year so that people can partner with Jesus Burgers. That's
0: awesome. And
1: hosting interns. So that's what we're raising support for. But as a staff, we haven't really felt led to fully step into yeah. raising support as missionaries because as I don't know why. It's just like I feel like that's also a part of God just being like, hey, like my priority for you is totally different yeah um but and then jesus or uh at jesus burgers as we worship before we go out and minister um 20 years ago or sorry 10 years ago a guy named mac montgomery um got a vision he was our worship pastor here at the time and he got a vision of isla vista becoming a creative hub for worship leaders and musicians and artists and creatives and everything and people would laugh at him for having a dream like that um, and but he he would pray into it and pray into it and pray into it, and um, then he felt led to set up a microphone and plug in his guitar one night. One night, as he was leading worship, and then that was just a prophetic moment. And then from that moment on, like this, the city and the nations started to like hear about our worship movement as he started to make albums on his little MacBook and garage band and. <laughs> now, ten years later, we have like sixteen albums and millions of listeners all around the world, and God is just breathing on it, and it makes no sense. Um, but what we're, what our priority is, is to um, inspire worship movements to yeah. sprout up everywhere. Because when I was in, uh, I think it was tw- tw- uh, ten or. 10 or 11 years ago, maybe. um, I got a vision of all of America on fire and all of the fires were coming out of houses and living rooms. And this is before I heard about house fires or anything. So it was like, although that's a really amazing name. um, And uh, I just saw all of these houses on fire and all of the fires were coming from living rooms, garages, kitchen tables, tiny little... House gatherings, which is kind of crazy that we're even in this quarantine lockdown right. thing. We're kind of like, I think we're gonna see something happen out of that. But anyways, okay. that's I agree. But this little movement <clears throat> is a part of that. Um, and then God showed me when I um, three years ago when Mac passed off um, the like leadership of Isla Vista worship to me, and then he moved away. Um, God showed me that his strategy for us is Isaiah sixty-one ten and 11, which says that the Lord is causing righteousness and praise to arise from the nations like sprouts from a garden. Yes. And that what we're doing in Isla Vista creating for the past 10 years, we've been creating in garages and sheds, um, Home Depot sheds. And we've been recording our albums there. Um, And now finally, we have our first like really nice studio, which is like, it's a storage container that goes on the back of a truck, but it's refurbished on the inside.
0: That's
1: Um, amazing. So that's where we're recording right now. But what God was just showing me that what we've been doing in our shed up until that point has been like causing righteousness and praise to arise from the nations, just participating with what he's doing globally and encouraging worship leaders and musicians all over the place that, Hey, do whatever you can with whatever you have and just steward the songs God gives you. And like, so we're just hoping that that continues, um, that yeah. the worship music that we put out would a like connect people to the father, be crown Jesus King, see, give Holy spirit permission to move and breathe in our life. And then B, like inspire worship movements out of that so
0: no it's i love i love hearing about every like i guess avenue of what it like it's such this it's a bigger thing that has many ways of like manifesting the needs of the community seeing people where they are and then bringing people together and just praising him and making him yeah. known and letting him sit on the throne and letting God do what he wants to do and say, father, come and inhabit The praises of your people. Like yeah. we're here. Like we want to be a landing pad for your yeah. heart. And we want, you know, his eyes to go to and fro and then be spotlighted on Isla Vista. Like, look, they're moving me. Like,
1: yes,
0: look, yes. they're, they're praising me. Look, they're making me famous. And it's just absolutely cool. There's a few questions I'd love to ask while I have you. And um, I guess like they're kind of stemming just from what you've been talking about, which is not even what I thought we would talk about, but I love, I'm loving it just because I really do think that it's what God's wanting to do on the earth. It's wanting to return back to the things that matter, return back to family and community and being known. And it's easy when yes. you're surrounded by human beings. And you mentioned earlier you're an extrovert, so you could probably feel this as much as I do. It's easy to be surrounded by people and still not be known, but to actually give invitation.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: to be known. It, it's one thing. Like, I said this the other day to I think of as a friend, and I was like, you know, we can be surrounded by humans and still not be known. And giving that invitation to be known within the context of community. Um, yeah. And, and it's just this interesting time frame being quarantined and, and just things like that. It's like, okay, like who knows me? Like, and, and it's just this interesting, like pocket of time that we're living in. And so I guess my question for you is like, how do you find yourself? Um, I don't know, in the context of being a worship leader. And honestly, I say that I think we're all worship leaders as worship's a lifestyle as you do it in a, um, a context of song and a context of writing your heart out and, and spending time with father. And and almost like when I listen to your music, it's like this conversation with fathers being had. Um, and that's what I love. Like, I love that. That's when I listen to your music. That's what it feels like. I'm like, he's, he's conversing with father. Yeah. And so I guess my question is, and obviously I don't lead worship, but I do worship, right? My lifestyle is worship. Um, But in the context of your own process, like what I guess wanting to share, because I know I have many like worship leaders that will listen uh, and what would be like a biggest piece of advice as far as inviting father into that process um, Hmm. and the vulnerability, because I feel like that's what you offer in your song is vulnerability. It's this place of like, you're so big, I'm small, but yet you see me bigger than I am. Uh, I don't even know what I just said, but it felt good. I was like, I think that's that was really
1: good. Uh, that was but, really good.
0: <laughs> but just this, yeah. Like, I guess just what is your process? What maybe even just sharing a little bit of maybe an encounter with you've had that you've had with Father, um, and just it, like, what is your? I don't know. Like even in like your hardest seasons, how do you maintain staying <clears throat> close to Father? Yeah. Um, and things like that, and. Um, I don't know, whatever you want to talk about. I just, I'm like, and just like talking about community and not just being what I loved about the other part. We can go wherever you want to, but the other part of the the conversation in which you were sharing was just, you showed up and there was people that said, I'm a Christian, but like, they weren't like the people that you're like looking at their life going like, dude, they're totally following. Uh, And I've been reading a lot in the last year and a half, just on discipleship and that word versus the word Christian, right? Like he says, he says, follow me. I think hundreds of times in the new Testament over and over all the way through the new Testament. And he says, maybe Christian like three times. And it's this invitation to keep following. And I see that even in your story that you've shared is like, you'd keep saying yes to that invitation of follow right like you said a big yes if we'll if we we'll use this lingo you said a big yes to salvation but now it's the invitation yeah. daily of yeah. will you follow me and how do you steward that i think worship for you is just the overflow of your many yeses that you're making so i don't know now i'm going on a long tangent but that yeah, no that's doing.
1: that's all so good um well, a couple things come to mind. One encounter that I have had with the Father where he stopped me in the middle of a worship set. Um, and then I wanted to talk about grace um, and like him holding on to me in hard seasons. Um, and uh, then I wanted to, I have a book recommendation. Um,
0: Dang, book recommendations.
1: Yes, that's what's up. Um, I'll do the shout out in a little bit, but, um, one time I was leading worship at the Santa Barbara house of prayer. Um, and I would lead there every Tuesday when I first got here. Oh, um, sorry.
0: That's okay. I would lead there
1: every Tuesday when I first got here. And, um, in the middle of singing a song and leading a worship set. I heard the voice of the father say, son, put your guitar down. I was like, <laughs> just hearing like, the headlights, oh gosh, like
0: bugged out of his head.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. What are you doing? <laughs> you're stopping me in the middle of a worship. Do you understand what you're doing? <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? And I didn't do it for a second. It took me a minute to obey.
0: You're like, you're like, if this is Satan, get behind me. <laughs>
1: for real but it was the father and i'm you know he says my sheep hear my voice and the voice of the stranger they won't follow so i'm just being a sheep and listening to his voice and he told me to put my guitar down so i put my guitar down (laughs) and i i did and then um i was like all right guys let's all circle up and pray (laughs) thumbs up and um so we did and then I was, like, looking at my guitar as we were praying. And, oh, pardon me. I was looking at my guitar as we were praying, and he said, Son, if you never pick that up again, if you never sang another note for me, my love for you would only grow. Wow.
0: Wow, 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 wow. And
1: that wrecked me messed me up in the best way because i thought that music was the one of the biggest gifts i had to give him other than my heart i thought that that was what i had to offer but that just declared so much of who he is as a gracious person Wow. And his grace over my life and his grace over us that no matter what we have to give, it doesn't change the fact that his love is ever increasing toward us unconditionally. <laughs> and that it's not based on my behavior.
0: It's still mind blowing. Anytime I hear someone share.
1: That's crazy. And
0: to that degree, you're just like, you sit and you're like, it still remains the same.
1: Yeah, I can't. There's no way to notch up. (laughs) I can't just get a level up in his love. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, God, we want more of your love. Excuse me. And I think this is what he was saying in that moment was, excuse me. Don't you see? I poured out all of my love at the cross. Yes. All of it. We're like, God, do something new. No. I already did it. (laughs) He already expressed his love fully. He expressed love fully. And we look like, I think that what he did in that moment on the cross should redefine and restructure and reform our perception of what love even is. And we're like, God, I, I don't really feel loved right now because you're not answering my prayers. Or God, I don't really feel loved right now because I don't feel like you're listening. Or God, I don't feel loved right now because I don't feel like I can hear your voice. Or God, I don't feel loved right now because I'm I'm sick or I'm in pain or my heart is hurting or I'm alone or anything like that. Or we just believe so much crap. (laughs) And he's like, I expressed all of my love on the cross. And I put like, I really think that what Jesus did on the cross is, in a sense, him putting his, well, quite literally putting his knee down to the ground and putting his knee down to the ground and proposing to us as his bride. Oh, wow. I think that that's what he was doing. And even his physical posture of having his arms wide open is the express image of who God the Father is. like his arms are always wide open and they're nailed there. And he's done that by his, of his own volition. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Holy crap. And, and he, I think that he laid it all out there because Jesus laid it all out there. Sure. He's, he's all knowing. So he knows what's going to happen but we still i don't understand the mystery and complexity of it but we still have free will right. so in a sense although god knew he was going to like resurrect jesus and satan didn't know it was coming like yes he was going to he was going to get raised from the dead but for the lord that's like okay boom like <laughs> snap of the fingers <laughs> but but in regards to the expression of his love being received by the one who he calls his bride, the one who he desires more than anything, that he would that he would do what he did, the greatest act of humility, humbling himself to become a man, and then going through his whole life and loving and serving the way that he loved and expressing who the Father is, and then pouring out his blood and taking all of our sickness, disease, iniquities, the weight of the world on his back. All of our sins, giving us his righteousness, dying and ro- rising again, taking us with him in that process, and all of that to come to a place where it—it's the the ball is fully in our court now. Are we going to say yes or not? Like that's the moment where the risk of the cross i believe is fully realized that like now it's he's he's fully expressed all of his love and now it's like are you going to accept my proposal and there are obviously it's god's desire that not any man should perish it's not his desire that anybody would go through this life without knowing him personally, Woo. but people do. Mm. And the fact that we choose that is so sad and breaks his heart more than it does ours. Right. Um, Because, and so it's just like, that's so motivating to me to realize that like, Thing. If he put it all out there, I'm gonna put it all out there. Come you know on. what I'm saying, yes, and like, and not just in relationship with him in ministry, but also in like how I go about my life for other people, and like putting all of my love out there for other people, just expressing what I've been given, um even just for my loved ones, like but how much more, how much harder is it to like do that for people who kind of annoy the crap out of us. So true. So anyways, that, those are all my thoughts. In, but that's like all wrapped up in that message of grace. That's like, we really just need to understand the grace of God and how much that meant to him. That act that he did on the cross and everything preparing for it. From the foundation of the earth, you made that decision that Christ would be crucified. It was already a done deal.
0: I'm sitting here the whole time and I feel like I'm just like, I can just feel Holy Spirit. Like, wow. Like, yeah, it's just it never gets old to talk about. No, like the risenness and, and, the you know, all of it. It's just it's yeah, it's why we wake up. It's what wakes us up.
1: And we could probably talk forever about that. But um, for now, I do have a book recommendation. All of that in light of worship leading, there is a book called um, How to Worship a King by Zach Nies. Highly recommend that. Um, It has transformed all of Isla Vista Worship and the way that we do things. And it's now a non-negotiable for anybody who's on the team. I told the team, if you're serious about Jesus, worship music, Christianity, relationship with God, anything you're gonna read this book and they're like yes sir so um that's amazing and then in regards to getting this message of grace i would encourage listening to john mark pantana um his music carries such a revelation of grace um and it is so powerful and has radically affected my life in addition to the teaching of um That comes out of Karis Bible College, which is this ministry in Colorado Springs. Um, It's led by Andrew Womack. Um, And the teaching on grace that comes out of there has changed my whole life and my whole family. I've seen like every single person in my immediate family get affected by that message of grace and how even in how our family functions. More peace in the home. It has been a fruit of that. And like, just so many amazing things. So,
0: that's awesome.
1: Um, anyways, those are my recommendations. Is no, I
0: love it. I'm by not...
1: Andrew Womack and yeah. um, music by John Mark Pantano.
0: No, I love all the names that you gave. I was like, yay! These are all great recommendations. I even know Zach yeah. Neese, uh, which is I went to Cross for the Nations over a decade ago now, and he yep. was actually ran the school of worship there when I was there. Awesome. He's absolutely astounding yes uh, he would teach sometimes in class and i'm just blown away yep. by his yeah i mean that was and like that, a whole that
1: book gets sassy about the gospel man yes. i love it
0: like, yes.
1: <laughs> there isn't anything other than
0: i love it so much um yeah i don't i feel like we could talk forever and i'm very i'm like feeling holy spirit i'm like i would talk forever we're quarantined we're you know <laughs> But, um, I would love for you just to take, uh, some time and just, if you would be willing just to pray, yeah. uh, I really feel like you beautifully, um uh, and it explains that a lot of like your heart and in word comes with Andrew Womack. He's, he's amazing. Um, yeah. and I just love that it's just, you know, woven into your story, but I'd love for you. Like, I really feel like I've just kept feeling like the Lord was like, this is going to sound funny, but, um. Cause I obviously you're not a father in like the natural, but I feel like I feel like your music is fathering people in the spirit, I think you're aware of that um yeah. so I don't know part of me is just like, however you want to pray, but I just feel like this father blessing like this father heart over uh specifically worship leaders, but obviously worships lifestyle, so I'm gonna take it for myself, even though I sing in my car um. Yeah. But yeah, if you wouldn't mind just, you know, praying, however you feel led, obviously, go ahead. And then I'm going to ask you the question I ask everybody.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Um, Papa, we ask. We ask that you would breathe on us. And help us to. Be more and more and more moldable in your hands. Thank you, God, that you are the gardener. And you're also the vine. Um, God, we ask that... Um. that your peace would reign in our lives. And we just say right now, from each one of our hearts, we say, you have permission to change the way we see things. We give you permission. And every thought process, every attitude that we hold, every grudge, every memory, we give you permission to shift things around and to garden in our hearts and to throw things out that need to be thrown out. Thank you, Jesus, for the finished work of the cross and what you did for us. Thank you for helping us to understand and realize the gravity of what happened. Thank you, Father, that this is an ancient reality. This is an ancient love. Help us to humble ourselves and not think that it's about us. Help us to not make the gospel into something that's individualistic, but um, something that is just an act of love that you have proposed to all of humanity. And then help us to personally connect with you in that. God, because we do not want the world to revolve around us. We don't want our decisions to revolve around us. Because we've seen the effects of what that looks like, even in just looking at a vacuum. After a while of just pulling in, it just gets all stuffed up. You can't, it's no good for anything. When it's all just full of stuff. God, we want to be pipelines connected from heaven to earth, pouring out your love, pouring out answers into this broken world and getting ministered to by you as your water flows through us that we would never thirst again. We love you, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: I feel like you should do like a um a prayer with music behind it. I feel like that would be. Really
1: <sighs> My dad actually does those.
0: Really? Okay. You yeah, have to he like has... Email me his contacts.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you just look it up on Spotify, um, okay. it's just under Joseph Barlow. He just put one out, actually, uh, maybe yesterday.
0: That's awesome! Everybody, no, gotta sorry. look them
1: up. He put it out on the sixteenth. It's called okay. Healing is Yours, and it's just some That's music awesome. and meditating on the word and just speaking healing and rec- like reciting healing verses, and uh, it's just really amazing.
0: That's awesome. Shout out. So,
1: shout out to Joseph Barlow, my yeah. dad. Yeah,
0: come on. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you this question, and you can choose to take it whichever direction you want. Um, I ask everybody that comes on. It's kind of just a fun way to... I don't know, see your interest in, in things like that. But in this season of your life, if you could have any three people, um, you know, passed away or currently living, um, outside of the Trinity, cause they're already there. I have to say that cause most people would say Jesus and it's totally understandable. Yeah. Um, but if you could have any, any three at a table, um, who would it be and why?
1: Um, I love this question. And I love that the Trinity's already there, um, especially because Jesus said it's better for you that I go. <laughs> He's like, it's actually better for you guys that I'm not here, right? <laughs> because the Holy Spirit's going to come. So that's super tight. Um, and uh, my three people would be George Washington Carver, who is the man who invented peanut butter, which really wasn't an invention; it was a God-given um, solution. Um, if you go read the the or look up the biography of George Washington Carver, the South was in a plague called the bull weevil and Carver was a botanist and he recommended to every farmer to plant peanuts instead of cotton because the bull weevil was just eating all the cotton but it will not eat peanuts. So the, farmer, the, the farmers planted peanuts, it stopped the bull weevil but then they had all these peanuts and nowhere to sell them because nobody wanted them. And so Carver went into his lab or sorry, he went, he went on a walk with the father. This is just long story short. He yeah. went on a walk with the father and he looked up at the sky at the stars and he said, God, why did you make man? Cause he was just pissed inside. There was so much pain from leading so many people feeling like he had broken so many people's lives. Um, he asked a question way too big for him. He's like, why did you make man? And God's like, son, sh- your, your question's way too big for your mind to understand. <laughs> right? and, um, and then he was like, okay, God, why did you make me? And then God's like, still your, your question is just way too big, man. Like shrink. He basically said, um, reduce the extent and improve the intent. So shrink your question and get your heart, right?
0: Ooh.
1: And that's a word. <laughs> I was then, like, there's
0: fire on that.
1: <laughs> drink your question and get your heart right because his pain was causing his question to get too big. But he went, uh, and then he was like, okay, so God, why did you make the peanut? He said, now, son, even that is infinite, but grab your Bible journal and some peanuts and let's go to the lab. So they went to the lab for three days, two or three days, locked himself in his lab, and the father showed him how to make two to 300 inventions of peanut products that you can just make with peanuts. And in doing so, creating products of things to make out of peanuts, he then published those articles and it changed the entire economy of the South and saved all of those farmers because they were able to make milk and butter and makeup products and cleaning products. And like God showed him how to take a part of peanut and put it back together. Like that's crazy. And God has so many answers that are stored up in heaven for us. If we would just ask and shrink our question and get our heart right. So George Washington Carver, because just that man's relationship with the Lord and the things that God showed him, like, I want to know.
0: Dude, I'm blown Um, away by that. I remember reading about the plague that was happening, but I didn't realize that was with him in the whole peanut thing.
1: Yeah. Um, And then King David, obviously like homeboy knew the father
0: yeah and
1: was just so in tune and I think he I want to talk to him because he has some things that he knows about music that others don't um and uh you know he played his harp and the demons would flee it's like <laughs> holy cow okay let's do this <laughs> um I mean I've seen that happen before but it's it's just amazing um that like I don't I would love to talk with him and then the third. Actually, kind of this just popped up Nikola Tesla he was an inventor um, and so many of his inventions have are like just hidden from view there's so many things that so many technologies that he was in tune with that um, are being utilized to this day, some of them he's not getting credit for um, but others are actually like pieces of technology that would change the entire world but due to like um due to like greed and stuff like other people stealing things or like causing his projects to fail or um sabotage or anything like that um like because it would ruin their economy or whatever um there's just been a lot that has been stolen that I think that there was some divine wisdom in his life that um was designed to bring answers and solutions to the world just like George Washington Carver was in tune with peanut butter. Um I love that. (laughs) And so I just would love to talk with him, but he's long gone now. Um yeah. Anyways that's those are my guys.
0: I think that would be awesome. I feel like 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 there would be strategic questions like for each person yep. like they carried this like heavenly wisdom uh and yeah that, that's really yeah. cool those are really yeah. cool answers
1: yeah and harriet tubman shout out she's like she's a um, she's a little
0: bonus. I, i'm gonna have four people at my table
1: <laughs> that's what's up get a little bonus
0: <laughs> yeah harriet tubman's wow
1: yeah
0: that is, she's remarkable yeah for sure that's awesome. We well, go. Mark, thanks for hanging out with us. I say Absolutely. us. I mean, it's just me and you, but the hey, What
1: are we eating at this table, by the way?
0: Whatever <laughs> you want to eat. What what if you could have a meal, what would you have?
1: Right now, let's just do some Chick-fil-A. I've been inside my house.
0: How long have you been in time? your house?
1: Uh, well, I go out on walks every day, so um, but it's been like a couple or like a week over a week. Yeah. Um, anyways, well, thank Somebody you so much for having this man me. Somebody
0: some Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I'm
1: so down.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah. everybody, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I feel like there's lots of truth nuggets in this. And just this invitation of nearness uh, with the Father. And this invitation of his, um, his vastness <clears throat> and his love for you that's never ending. But yet, always increasing and it increases because we're seeing more and more in our own hearts of how he sees us and how he loves us and so we just bless you wherever you're at uh for nearness with the father and knowing that you are a son and daughter of god and have a great day